Hey, happy three-hour Thursday. So much to discuss. Let's go. Live from the BiffNet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas, it's Barry on Deck. Hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian, Barry Laminat. Starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminak. What's up, you damn dirty deckheads? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminak. Thank you guys for being here. Today is Thursday, December 9th, 2021, and this is episode number 382 Barry on Deck. As always, Barry on Deck brought to you by the AP Law Group. If you've been injured in an accident, do yourself a favor. Get somebody on your side that's going to fight for you. And that's the AP Law Group. 713-913-GO-AP or log on to APLawGroup.com. Hey, welcome to the program. Thank you for being here. Uh, Chris Reyes, first on the Facebooks and first in this chat. We'll get to it, I promise. Uh, looking forward to today's show. Lots to get to. It is a three-hour Thursday, so happy three-hour Thursday to you. We'll get into that. If you want to see the third hour, all you got to do is join the Patreon movement. Get on the Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash Barry on deck. You sign up. You support the show. It's a great way to support the show and make sure we can keep it going because, to be honest with you, yeah, we do have sponsors. Yeah, we do have everything else and Super Chats and Vin, but... But the Patreon is the lifeblood of the show right now. So um, it's it allows you, the fans, the the supporters, to keep the show going. So if you want to do that, go to patreon.com forward slash Barry on Deck. Sign up, and I'll post the link there on Patreon or in the Discord. And then you can join us for hour number three, which is always the craziest, funnest part of the show every week. If you miss hour number three, you literally miss the best hour of Barry on Deck every single week. Bar none. Last week, I lasered my balls live on air, folks. I should show you the clip. It. I mean, I don't show my balls, but we get Liddy in hour three. So go join. Uh, uh, Patreon.com forward slash Barry on deck. Hey, tons to get to. I literally just got confirmation while I was talking about the third hour from Kelly Eco that he's going to be joining us at some point. Um, let me tell him whenever works for you. So Kelly Eco going to join us because we got to have Kelly Eco in here talking Rockets and all things NBA, but specifically Rockets. And whether he was going to join us or not, we were going to talk about this Houston Rockets team. Um, the greatest nickname in sports now? Greatest nickname? Gary Bird? Come on, fam. We're going to get to it. I promise. Hey, what's up to everybody watching on Facebook? Thank you for watching here on YouTube. Thank you to all the beaners over on Podbean. It's pod... Okay. Uh, don't... It's not racist. Um, But all the... Everybody listening... So you could... There's three ways to catch this show. You can watch live on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Barry on Deck. 
You can watch live on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Barry on sports. Uh, or you can listen on Podbean, and I don't know how you make that happen. Uh, Michael said, all this golf talk reminds me of golfer Jay offered up to meet for golf lessons and then stood me up. What golf talk? What are we? We're not. Who's talking golf? Oh, in the chat, maybe. As I say, I don't talk golf on here. Golfer Jay, I think, was the guy that bailed on this show early. Like when we first started, he was like, I'm not going to put up with this bullshit. And he left. So I don't know. Um, Okay, let's get to it. We got a lot to get to, a whole lot to get to. First thing we have to get to, obviously, obviously, is the greatest deckhead in the history of the world. And that is Mr. 1% himself, Christopher Reyes. Buddy, first in the chat. First super chat. So not only is he the greatest deckhead in the history of the world, at least for the next two hours. He also won a triple crown today because he was first in the chat, first like, first super chat. Holy shit. He's coming for you. He's coming for your title, Shelby. Uh, Truck driver Poopy tried to block him. That did not help. That did not work. I mean, you know, we appreciate the uh, contributions to the show coffers, but uh, unable to block the triple crown. No Congo block today. Christopher Reyes getting it done. And then, and then, and then was first on Facebook. You guys can't stop Christopher Reyes. You can only hope to contain him. So there you go. Great. No, he's not. He doesn't get the third hour. That's a special. None of the greatest deckheads in the history of the world uh, get get three hours on a Thursday. It's not. It's not. Because a new. It's kind of a new show that starts when that happens. Almost. It's like a. It's a third hour, but it's its own show. Uh, don't be giving Chris more than he needs. That's all I need is big headed Chris. I just need big headed one percenter Chris. No, thanks. Jimmy John. Don't let it happen again. Jimmy John said, sorry for being late. Yeah, man. Don't let that shit happen again. Okay. Just kidding, buddy. Appreciate you being here no matter what. Hey, let's get to the rest of the chat. Shout out to everybody showing up, doing their job, putting in work. What's up? Keith Sager, uh, heartthrob, feel a burnard. Donna, my sweet Donna, you are so clutch, Donna. Guys, I can't wait to share it with you. I'll have more details. Jen's going to kill me because I didn't get it all done um, for the show today. We'll still talk about it, but oh my God, it's going to be so clutch. And Donna, Donna coming through big time. So many people are helping put this stream list on together, uh, but Donna just raised the bar a little bit. So pretty awesome there. Jeff Bell is here. Justin Swinford. Uh, who else is here? John Dory. What's up, famo? Alan Denson is in the building. Everybody watch out. Tell Kathy I said hello. She's not watching live. Good, look forward to seeing her later. Uriel Villanueva. Eric Resendez. What up, playboy? Uh, TDP. He said, finally stop the Shelby lives. Why are you trying to stop Shelby? That You don't want her as an enemy. She will cut you, fam. She will fight you. Don't you understand that? She will fight you. Make a friend with Shelby, not an enemy. What's up, Jen? Good talk today. Jen's, Jen's, uh, this is a weird way to say this, but Jen's the man. <laughs> Jen's the man. She is fucking killing it on this streamathon, you guys. Killing it. What's up, Joe Pro? Rudolph? Message of the century. Sanitize, wash hands, social distance. Back the fuck up. Uh, Marty, what's up, Playboy? I said, what's up, deckheads? Is it Friday yet? Bro, I wish. God, I wish. Walt, another one killing it. I mean, everybody is house, Walt, Katie. Everybody, CC is the first donation to the CC's already got her um, sponsorship in for the Dallas Cowboys fan club, Houston. 
which is dope. Alex Villanueva, what's up, dude? Good to have you in the chat, man. Thanks for being here. Uh, G-Man, what's up? The original Super Chatter. Good to see you, homie. Uh, Total Dallas and Lisa, the real real. Lisa also in with the with the um, donations for the for the streamathon. Sam, no Sam, don't start this shit. Sam, say what's up, Barry? Happy belated birthday. Love you. No, love you. Love you. Love you. Shut up about the birthday. Not not the birthday. What's up, Fidel? Good to have you in, buddy. Wallace, what's up, famo? Uh, let's see. I think I got everybody. I think, I think Terrence crystal showing in, showing up, showing out Clarence. What's up, homie? I came late purposely for why? Why? No, you did. There's not, you don't come late on purpose. Never mind. I got weird. I got awkward there for a second. Nick, what's up, dude? Yeah. Don't yeah. Damn your work. What's up, John? How are you, buddy? Good to have you here. KD, KD with the super chats. Hi to all you raggedy peeps. Have a great day. Love you, homie. Thank you for being here. God, I miss playing Warzone with you and House and the 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 rest of the 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 squad. That was so fun. Tony, what's up, you handsome son of a bitch? When is the streamathon and what time does it start? It is Friday, September. You know what? Here, I just happen to have this little thing handy. December 17, 2021, the Barry on Deck Streamathon happens. Goes down. The raffle. Actually, you can start buying tickets for the raffle starting on Monday, December 13th. But it is December 17th, 2021. It starts at 7 p.m. Friday, that Friday night. We go until about 9 or whatever. I might get drunk and cry again this year. That's probably going to happen because you guys know I'm a crier. Um, especially when we do good things because of this show. So probably going to happen again. Uh, but yeah. That's going to be Friday, December 17th at 7 p.m. That's the, the actual streamathon, And you guys should just hear the shit that's coming in. Uh, Christy said, I'm sorry I'm late. Uh, I know that's not allowed here. Okay. I feel like that was a personal attack on me for being late. but <sighs> did, I, did I get all the... I think I missed some uh, Super Chats, but everybody... Truck driver Pookie tried to to block the super chat. Uh, Joe Pro got in his super chat. Oh no, that wasn't a super chat. My bad. Um, what was the other super chat? I know there was. Oh, there it is. Key Sager tried to do the block, the Congo block for the super chat. Thank you, buddy. Thank you all for your super chats. Very much appreciated. Um, so Jen has sent me, or we have a uh, raffle items, and this list keeps growing and growing, and we've got some new ones, kind of confirmed unconfirmed i'm just gonna say it jen and when we need to finalize the the list we'll finalize it so if this is inaccurate well just so be it but here is what's available for you guys to either bid on in the auction or win in the raffle and by the way we're gonna do the deckhead only raffle i'll discuss that in a second what's up steven luther thank you for being here buddy so some of the things that we have for you auction items you can bid on these and hopefully win them the auction items will include, and this is again for the Barry on Deck Streamathon. Auction items will include, remember uh, those custom uh, Astro shoes that I designed uh, in conjunction with Abigail? So those will be available again. You can get pair number four in the world, I believe. Uh, Christopher Hart is donating $500, uh, kind of a booze gift basket, $500 worth of booze good stuff, too. You'll be able to bid on that on the auction. Uh, Dr. Dre on 290 has an autographed Pulp Fiction photo. We're trying to get authenticated so that we can put that in the auction. I have reached out, and Derek Lewis is going to sign some UFC gloves. 
So those will be available for auction as well. Um, my buddy Jesse Payton has donated a helmet signed by J- a batting helmet signed by Jeff Bagwell and Craig Biggio. You'll be able to bid on that. There is going to be a bat signed by uh, Manny Machado. Yes, that Manny Machado. Uh, that'll be available. There's going to be. I think that's all the auction items. Yes. Oh, there's a Rockets package as well that uh, I don't even have all the info on it, but it's got like a ton of stuff, bobbleheads and posters and autograph stuff. So that's going to be dope. Uh, and then your uh, your raffle items that you'll be able to buy tickets for and win include stuff like H-Town Dental Cleanings. Um, you'll have the cologne package from uh, Perfume Time Houston, which would be Burberry Men and Women's. Uh, we have four $50 gift cards courtesy of Dan Seafood and Wings. You'll be able to win in the raffle. We've got some targeted raffle items, including tickets to any game next season for the Houston Sabercats. $75 towards a custom cake through Lisa, the real real, and her daughter, who is amazing. We've got a tattoo that you might be able to win in a raffle. We have some targeted raffle items. So more than that, and I'm sure I'm missing stuff as well, but I'm so excited about this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Everybody's going to win some shit and buy some shit and it all goes to Zoe's Outreach, which is doing some great things in our community. Last year, we did Bay Area Turning Point and Black, uh, Positive Black Male Association. This year, Jen personally found and vetted Zoe's Outreach Ministries, which does wonderful work for not just underprivileged and underserved families in our community, but the homeless as well. So we're going to be bringing some Christmas joy to some families in low-income housing around the city of Houston. And we're going to contribute money and hopefully presents to that uh, as well through your efforts with the streamathon. So, super pumped about this. The goal is 10,000. I don't like this goal. I don't like this goal. It makes me nervous cuz that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And last year was unbelievable that we raised $6,800. Unbelievable. The goal was like $1,000 last year. I wanted to do 2,000. And Jen is like, "Nope, we're doing we're doing 10,000." And I'm like, "Jen, that's too this too much." She's like, "Nope, we're doing 10,000." So, the boss has spoken, we're doing 10,000. I don't like it. It makes me nervous. Uh, because I don't like hitting my goals, and I feel like if we if we only get to like 7,000 only, it's amazing. I just so anyways. But we also have, we also. And by the way, we already have $100 courtesy of CC, so we are at $100 because Dallas Cowboy Fan Club Houston uh, has already paid their sponsorship money. So, Oh, and we have a check from Dan's, who's also sponsoring uh, the Platinum level. So actually, we have $400, but I don't have that money yet. So I have CeCe's money. Um, that's true, Philip. That's true. He said your beard goal, roast goal was uh, $750, and you almost doubled it. That's true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right, Philip. You're right. Uh, here's another cool thing we're doing, too. And this is only for deckheads that are members of the Patreon and in the Discord. But we're doing the, the deckhead only raffle. So if you want to get in on that, the way it works is, um, what were the rules again? Shit. Jim, will you text me the rules real quick? I don't for, oh, no, you emailed it to me. You emailed it to me. I got it. I got it. Just too much. Here's the deckhead raffle. Tickets are $5 each. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> Scatterbrained. I can't talk to anybody after I talk to Jen or it all goes to hell in a handbasket. Uh, but the deckhead only raffle, we did this last year. We're doing this again this year. F- tickets are $5 each. A maximum of 10 tickets per person. So we have over 100 Patreon members. 
but you can only buy a maximum of 10. $3 from the ticket purchase goes directly to the charity. $3 of your $5 ticket. So if you buy just one ticket for the raffle, $3 is going to go directly. No fees, no nothing. We just take that money and we hand it to Zoe's Outreach and go, here you go. This is part of the thing. The other part is $2 uh, goes to the winner-take-all pot, and then we draw on the show who the winner is, and you get that money. And it's so, if there's, you know, the pot is, if every if every if all 100 uh, of the Patreon members buy 10 tickets, well, this pot's a lot of money. That's 2 times 10 times 100. That's a lot of money. Uh, you're also get a custom Barry on deck shirt that I'll, I'll make for you one-on-one. Uh, we'll work on a design and I'll make it for you. So cool. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. Why is everybody screaming at Fidel? Fidel said, are we doing fantasy football today? And why don't you calm your ass down? Let me get through the fucking streamathon. Okay. Let me get through the streamathon first. Shit. What's up, Sandoval? Good to see you. VB. No, we're not winning dinner at Barry's. Oh, that's right. I think we talked about, Jen and I talked about Barry on deck. We're going to have some $50 Amazon gift cards as part of the, uh, the raffle. So you just win or we're going to buy gift cards for, uh, Amazon. You just win those. And, and you're going to get a four, four VIP tickets to my album recording. That's also going to be in the streamathon. Uh, or in the uh, uh, raffle. So somebody's going to win tickets for four to when I record my album. You're going to get a nice VIP seat. I don't know where it's going to be because I don't know the venue yet. But somebody's going to win four tickets to my album recording at some point whenever that happens in 2022. So what's up, KB Holmes? He's a bit out of the loop. Is the show moving to Twitch? We are discussing it. What's up, Jose? I'm late and I don't care. I don't care either. I'm just glad you're here, buddy. Uh, KB Holmes, we are discussing a move to Twitch that is on the table. And the more shit that goes on with YouTube and the less, the more likely it is that, yeah, this show will eventually move to Twitch at some point in 2022. Maybe not in January like I originally thought, but it's it's highly likely that that could happen. So uh, Shelby said, hey, deckheads, I'm late. You guys don't worry about being late. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, what if I don't want to bring anyone? Well, then you just come by yourself. Bring three deckhead friends if you don't want to bring family or whatever. But yeah, use your four tickets. You just come by yourself. You're used to that. Oh, 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 what? Come on. Masturbation jokes, and it's not even 230. All right, it's 229. Let's get the show rolling, guys. We got to talk sports headlines. Here are your sports. What's up, Burmaster? I always come by myself. Oh, my God. This is what I've done. I'm sorry. Isn't very late every day. It's all good. You shut your whore mouth, Brandon Hannon. Here's your sports headlines. Here's your sports headlines. Tiger Woods is returning for the PNC championship with his son. So I think that's kind of dope. There was a time when Tiger Woods, it looked like, man, will he ever be able to walk again after the accident? But now he is returning. So there's your feel good story of the day. Not so good news. Jamal Adams done for the season for the Seahawks. So that's sad news. Justin Fields has been cleared to play on Sunday. So dub bears. Um, Clemson's athletic director, uh, what is it, Al Radikovich or whatever, is headed to Miami. I don't know his first name. I made up Al. Max Scherzer wants Buck Showalter as the next Mets manager, and I think that's a dumb idea. 
This is why you don't let players make personnel decisions because they go out and do dumb shit like get Buck Showalter. Uh, Dalvin Cook has miraculously made a speedy recovery and a quick return from shoulder injury. Uh, it looks like he'll be playing in the Vikings game versus the Steelers tonight. So that's the rumors. That's the source. Unless there's some crazy setback that occurs at some point, you should. You should. So fantasy owners, pay attention. I need more horns. I need more sound effects. I need like a big ass board of sound effects. But uh, yeah, if you're a fantasy owner, you might want to check that 90 minutes before the game. Dalvin Cook uh, should be playing. So there you go. And then uh, Steph hit six threes last night. He is now nine behind Ray Allen for the all-time record three-pointers made in the NBA. So there. Okay, what the? No, get out of here. There is your. It was weird. There's your sports headlines of the day. Um, Okay. Well, I'm trying to catch up with the chat. Richard Burmaster got your disgusting message in. Hey, thanks for watching everybody on Facebook. I don't even know how many we have over there watching. I'm not on it. Uh, doesn't matter. Thanks. To, uh, we've got eight people listening live on Podbean. It's good to see that. Thank you guys for listening over there. Um, oh, crispy balls. Shut up, Keith. There's a there's a chat over there too. There's too many goddamn chats. There's too. I got Facebook chat, which is kind of working. I got the the Podbean chat for the Beaners. I've got the YouTube chat. This too much. Uh, Viking Steelers half-ass sidecast on Twitch Sports Riot Live. Yes, yes. Oh, we got two whole people watching on Facebook. That's you and Rich. Cool. Couple of dicks over there. <laughs> oh, come on. That's okay. You didn't deserve that, Chris. That was uncalled for. You're literally on all three platforms. I don't know if anybody else is doing that, but you. Why would I make a dick joke about you? Facebook is where it's at. Eh. I mean, if I was relying on Facebook numbers, this show would fold. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's go. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Oh, I didn't update the scrolls. Sorry, Jen. Um, it's open. I'll do it as soon as the show's over. Let's do that. I'll do that break. Um, well, you know what? Let's just, let's, let's get right to it. Let's talk about the, the, uh, probably the biggest story right now, at least, at least in, in Houston, right? Gotta be these Houston Rockets. Uh, gotta be seven in a row, seven in a row. The Rockets beat the Brooklyn Nets. Now the shorthanded, not so great Brooklyn Nets, but nonetheless, they had the best player on the floor, probably had the best lineup on the floor, the deepest at least. And I love that during the the game last night, uh, I forget the color analyst for the Houston Rockets TV broadcast, but he was like, you know, there's no great players on this team. And that's not a slight or a knock on anybody. Don't get me wrong. They've got good players, but, you know, James Harden is a great player. Plus, they're just deeper, right? Patty Mills, you got Millsap and Griffin coming off the bench. I mean, that's a deep, solid team. They're... Their record is what it is, was 17 and 8 for a reason. But oh boy, they done ran into a buzzsaw in the Houston Rockets. Uh, unbelievable. Another win. I think they were up 15 at halftime. Hold on, ended up faltering a little bit down the stretch. Eric Gordon gets tossed after getting two technical fouls, and you thought, well, here it goes. This is the end of the win streak. But oh no. Nay, nay, I say. 
guys like uh, Gary Matthews, Garrison Matthews, excuse me, and um, Christopher, everybody stepped up. Big, and I love, my, I don't know why, but I watched Kenya Martin Jr. and I see six points in the box score, and I'm like, but it felt so much better watching the game than that. Uh, good team win. I'm, my new, my absolute new favorite nickname in sports. I don't know who came up with it, but them calling Garrison Matthews Gary Bird <laughs> that is genius. I love that so fucking much. Gary Bird. Holy shit. Holy shit. That is so good. And look at this in the wins. This is what he's doing. 19, 13, 16, 14, 19. Shooting from three-pointage percentage, 45, 57, 30, not so great. 66 and 27, 27, not so great. But putting in work. Hustling last night, diving for loose balls. Um, just, I mean, look, as much as I was critical of this team when they were 1-15, and 15, and they earned that. Dr. Dre on 290 gave me shit about it. But they absolutely earned it. Um, they earned the, the, the questioning coaching, coaching decisions and hustle and everything else. They absolutely earned it. But, just like they earned that... The, the what's it called the 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 ire of fans and and critics you also got to praise this team right now and i've mentioned this before and it's kind of weird that it coincides with losing kevin porter jr and jalen green at the same time this team has magically gone on a seven game winning streak by the way new record in the in the nba no team in the nba has ever lost 15 in a row and then won seven in a row no team no they have the No team has had this long of a winning streak after having that long of a losing streak, not even back-to-back at any point in a season. So this is uncharted territories for the Rockets and the NBA, and this is good. Is this team going to go to the playoffs? No. This is not a playoff team yet. But what this is is this is building character in these young guys, and you love to see it. You love to see it. This is a fun team to watch as of late. Yeah, and and Total Dallas said Coach Silas is the truth. Well, I was questioning that, but right now it looks like either the players are making him look better than he is or he has figured some things out because the offense looks better. And look, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Eric Gordon took over and is kind of the de facto point guard since Jalen Green and, and Porter have gone out. He's kind of the floor general. And you're seeing it. And uh, KD said, can we talk about how Eric Gordon has been shooting well consistently? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Eric Gordon was kind of like, all right, I'm going to show you how to be professional basketball players. I'm going to show you guys how to be consistently good basketball players. And that has made a difference. And and you saw it. There's no Daniel House last night. But Eric Gordon gets tossed after two uh, technical fouls. And DJ Augustine comes in and does a great job as being a distributor, not selfishly wanting to shoot and make. He's just getting people involved and doing his part. Although I didn't like him turning it over on uh, backcourt violation, getting trapped. You got to be better than that, especially as a vet. That's something I expect these 19 and 20 year old kids, those mistakes they'll make, but not, not DJ Augustine, but that's okay. It didn't end up costing them the game though. It could have. Um, Walt said, um, my favorite rocket is Garrison Matthews. I hope he gets a contract. Dude, they're just so much fun to watch. I loved I loved the interview uh, of the birthday boy last night. Josh Christopher goes off 19 points in the game. That was fun to watch him do that. 
And then the interview afterwards, uh, he was, you know, he was just fun to watch, man. He just turned 20 last night. That's what you're dealing with. Three guys at 19, they're having, they can't, you can't even go drink. If they win the championship, not going to happen. He, three of these dudes wouldn't even be able to be in the locker room because there'd be alcohol involved. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Maybe more than that. They may have more. Uh, but yeah, uh, Christopher, uh, 18.9. I thought he's had 19. 18 last night. Um, it, 23 points. Let's see. Let's, what, did he, uh, what did he shoot from the field? And they were talking about him putting in work uh, between games and in practice and getting ready. And Christopher was four for four from three-point range. And he was kind of the fill-in for Daniel House. So, man, lots of fun. Lots of fun. A, 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 yeah, and I do agree, House. Win streak will be short-lived. They got the, the Bucks coming in town next uh, for this Rockets team. So, probably done. Bucks are full strength, I'm guessing. Um, so, look for it all to come crashing down. But you know what? It doesn't matter. You can't take away what they've done. You can't take away that this team, regardless of who they played and how bad or good those teams were and who was injured or not, this was a team that was so bad they started 1-15, playing good, bad, and average teams with injury issues. Something has clicked. Don't know what it is, but something has clicked. So I'm loving it. This is fun to watch as a fan and as a as a media guy that has to talk about this shit. It was actually good to sit down and watch a game. And there was another win that they had not too long ago where you had, you know, Calvin Murphy all excited. And this this actually might have been their best game of the year. So lots of fun. And I agree with Walt. Garrison Matthews is is a scrappy bulldog, whatever it takes. I'm just glad to be here, but he's not playing clutch, but I mean, kind of is. And what's crazy, what's crazy, and this is kind of ridiculous, but Calvin Murphy in the post game last night says, oh, you know, Mario, you were here. Well, I called him Mario, so I don't feel so bad because that's how I did it. Joel scolded me for calling Mario Ellie Mario Ellie on air. But he was like, Mario, you were here for the Rocks Championship Games. How did tonight's performance compare to that? I was like, okay, someone should write Calvin some questions because that's the stupidest fucking question i've ever heard how did it compare i don't know they had a white guy shooting threes garrison matthews is the new matt bullard that's about it fucking what do you mean how does it compare so um pretty funny uh, let's see i'm glad gary bird stole the ball from harden for being so lazy i hope national media would dump on harden for that oh no doubt right no doubt uh, I feel sorry for those youngsters who never get to see Larry play live. Yeah, that too, dude. Oh, Gary Bird's going to be on a shirt. In fact, I'm sure Apollo's on it right now. Yeah, I don't know who came up with the nickname Gary Bird. I hope it was Craig Ackerman, and he deserves all the love. But, yeah, someone. <laughs> Rich said someone needs to tell Calvin what year it is. <laughs> no shit, right? Oh, my God. Alex Villanueva said, would you compare uh, Gary Bird's play to Pat Beverly's aggressiveness? No, I wouldn't go that far um, because Beverly's, like the word aggressive is is probably right. I mean, Gary Bird is scrappy, right? Like he's he's getting after it. Um, let's see. I wanted to see something in the box score. Did he have, let's see, how many steals did he have last night? So he had three steals. Well, so 
I mean, Garrison Matthews isn't Pat Beverly for one particular reason. Like, Pat Beverly was trying to get in your head. At the same time, yeah, he's being scrappy. Yeah, he's he's knocking, you know, but but Pat Beverly was trying to get you out of get your game. Pat Beverly was trying to take stars and I mean like Russell Westbrook and just get them so out of their mind that they lose control and focus. I think Gary Matthews or Gary Ma- Garrison Matthews is just out there hustling. He's just out there trying to win games and do whatever he can to fit in with this team. And so he's just willing to do whatever. Knock down threes, dive on the, you know what I mean? So I think there's a bit of a difference in their approach. Um, And well, I mean, obviously, Flip said Pat's a proven player. <laughs> Rich said Bird runs great routes. <laughs> he said one's very athletic and Gary Bird runs a great route. That's fucking great. Good hands, solid hands. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously they're they're at two different levels of their game. Um, but I, you know, he's just a scrappy player. So I I think it's funny when you go back and look at uh, Garrison Matthews' um, career numbers, and this is year three, so it's not like he's had a long career. But when you go back and look at his numbers, he shot forty something percent and thirty eight percent from three. His first two years in Washington. So the guy can shoot. So the fact that he's knocking down these threes shouldn't be a surprise. He just didn't get an opportunity when he was there. But I think it's 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 good to see, um, you know, you need a guy like him who has a little bit of seasoning but not much and is just wanting to fill a spot or want not fill a spot but is wanting to have a spot on a team and belong. Because he's been through a year and a half in Washington where he was just like, yeah, whatever, kid. Undrafted. Get out of here. But now he's on a team where he has a chance to prove himself, and he's acquitting himself well to it. Uh, Walt said Pat Beverly was a a horrible basketball player. Uh, I'm going to disagree. I don't think. I mean, mean, he did win a skills competition, Walt. Okay. That's. Uh, and this is a great point too, Flip. And you got to be careful of it. But will this be another Lynn Sanity hype train? One year of amazingness, and then there he goes. And I'll say, I'll, t- I'll say this, Flip. If he does, who gives a shit? I mean, seriously. And this is not. I'm not like. Uh, but I'm saying, if 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 Garrison Matthews is just a one year Lynn Sanity flash in the pan in a in an otherwise pretty sad and boring year, I'll take it. If it gives us something to do. If it gives us something to watch and root for, hell yeah, I'll take it. Um, so psh, I tell you what, I'm glad that uh, we're talking rockets right now because there's no better person to do that with than the man joining me on the program right now. Oh, that's the wrong one, fam. Hold up, get that that shit out. We gotta get that basketball yeah. up on that screen. Joining me from the there athletic right there now covers the Houston Rockets in the NBA for the Athletic is Kelly Eco. Kelly, homie. Welcome to the show, first of all. Thanks for doing this. Yes, sir. Another week. Still the show. Let's get it. Bro, last night's game. Um, you know, I think it was somebody was it was it Mario or somebody said best win of the year so far. Do you agree? I mean, they've had some pretty good wins in this well, seven game run. No, I wouldn't call it the best one of the year just because uh the the Nets were shorthanded. And they're on the second out of a back-to-back. But I will call it maybe for the fans. The um, And I said it yesterday, it was like the emotional peak of the winning streak because of, you know, the the scenario around the game, Harden returning, 
um, the fans, you know, filling up the stands. <clears throat> the energy electric, it kind of felt like a playoff game almost, just the way people were into the game and the way the crowd was reacting. Um, so I think, and, and, and the, you know, Josh Christopher's perfect game, Garrison Matthews stepping up big late. I think that, from that perspective, it was an emotional pinnacle. I wouldn't call it their best one. I still think the Bulls win, um, you know, or Charlotte, where they were, were more quality wins because, you know, they were a healthier team, obviously. But, hey, seven wins and seven wins in a row. And this team is unrecognizable from two weeks ago. <laughs> really is. They look night and day. Um, what do you attribute that to? I mean, we hard. talked about it last week. You talked about spacing and floor and all this and that. But has yeah. your mind changed at all since we talked last Thursday about what you attribute this uh, run to? I actually asked Stephen Sons about that today. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, one key attribute is their attention to detail. Um, in training camp, they talked about needing to be a simple defensive team, but still needing to understand different concepts, different schemes, uh, blitzing, zoning, you know, trapping and all stuff like that. And we saw that last night against the Nets. You know, obviously they're going to trap James Harden and make other guys beat you, but um, that's not all they did. You know, they kind of played cat and mouse with, with, with the role man. They kind of played a bit of a zone here and there. They switched it up, and you're seeing these guys understanding more how to toggle between defensive schemes in-game. And for a young group, Obviously playing without Kevin Porter Jr., obviously playing without Jalen Green. Um, you you don't expect them to have a lot of control over games because those guys are your ball handlers. Those guys are your guys that set the tone for everyone else. But kudos to Eric Gordon, kudos to Christian Wood, Jay Sean Tate, being able to step up, DJ August and Opera Shangoon, being able to step in and handle that role and got these guys rolling. I don't know who to be more excited about at this point. I mean, obviously Jalen Green and Kevin Porter uh, are probably your two lead dogs, but... Shin, watch yeah. Shingun play. Oh my God, dude! Just I, I mean, I'll just. There's times when instead of just watching the flow of the game, I'll watch him and what he does. And you're just like, this dude is right. so far advanced for what he is. I can't understand why he's not on the yeah. floor all the time. And maybe they're just getting him season. What is it? Why? As I think, if you watch well, basketball well, enough, you <clears throat> realize there's something special about that kid. What he does off ball. What he does. Just in the flow of the offense, defensively, he's not great, but he's not a liability. Like, what? Why aren't we seeing more of this dude? <clears throat> well, a lot, a lot of it is dictated by what the other team is doing, and, and we saw the Nets go small for a large portion of the game. So, if you're going small, um, kind of hurts you. If you have <laughs> yeah, defensively big out there, yeah. So you kind of have to match, kind of have to match up with what the other team is doing, but. Whenever he is in the game, he's still able to serve as an offensive hub. He's still able to direct traffic. Guys wanted to cut off of him. Guys wanted to get open because none of the ball will find them if they make the right read. So <clears throat> I think Shangu's minutes will be fairly consistent, but also dictated some by uh, what the opponent is doing. And that's kind of what Steven Silas talked about um, earlier this week. Okay, gotcha. Uh, who's who's more fun to root for at this point, though? Shangun, uh, Garrison, Matthew? I mean, there's so many choices uh, they got so many, Christopher they got so last many, night, I was so like, okay, stories, yeah. I'm rocking with Christopher now, too. That dude knocking out. Dude, this team, like you said, this is a completely different team. And as much as we scolded them during their 15-game losing streak, you have to heap praise upon them for what they're doing right. in this seven-game run. Um, what, what, what should, what can Rockets fans expect down the stretch? Now, you know, they're probably going to drop one to the bucks and, and kind of get back into the flow of a normal NBA season. But what should the Rockets expect? We've seen the highest of highs and the lowest of lows this season. Oh, you should expect a group of guys that's going to compete on any given night. Um, they're getting contributions from all over the roster. 
Um, on any given night, somebody can go off, and they're bringing a much-needed uh, jolt of energy, you know, especially being shorthanded. Obviously, whenever Jalen Green, Kevin Porter, Dan House, all those guys come back, the rotation will look a little bit different. But during this winning streak, they've shown that guys are ready to have the number called upon. You know, whether it's a Garrison Matthews, whether it's an Armani Brooks, whether it's, you know, Shangoon, whether it's a Canyon Martin Jr., there are guys that are able to step in and fill those voids when other guys are out. And from a young team trying to grow and learn through the fire, you want to see that on a day-to-day basis, guys getting better, guys getting, you know, wiser and understanding on the fly, developing in-game, you know. It's not just practice, because obviously you practice the team, but you want to see the real application in-game, on game nights. So um, it's good to see those guys going through it now. The winning is obviously going to be good for fans, but there's still more and more to be learned down the stretch. So two more questions for you, and then we got a couple from the chat, and then I'll let you bounce because I know you got a bunch of shit to do. So my first question is, who's calling the shots defensively? Because what I've noticed is – they, so when they get into the to zone, when they start running zone more, they they really do cause some yeah. problems for some folks. And I don't know if right. that's a Silas decision or if they have like if he has like D'Antoni had a defensive coordinator, so to speak, in Bezdelic. Do, yeah, so, it, who's doing that? Is that John Lucas? I see him up a lot. So I asked him today that, that question, and he said it's him and John Lucas that that make those calls. Okay. Uh, John has a, a unique sense of when they should bring the zone out, and he typically stand up and, and put his fists. You know, two fifths, maybe two three or three two, something like that. But it's typically a Lucas and Silas thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so that's good. I like that he's kind of leaning on Lucas a little bit, even though this is his thing. You know, Lucas has a ton right. of experience, and I feel like. There wasn't right. many guys that James Harden went up to and hugged after the game. Lucas was one of them. You feel like everybody loves John yeah. Lucas, man, and they're going to listen to that dude. Right. The more Silas can lean yeah. on him, the better. Second question for you. Um, what's going to happen, in your opinion, when Jalen Green comes back or Porter Jr. comes back and this team starts to find another rut again, is there going to be some internal rumblings of, listen, when they were out, we were going good? Because you know what's going to happen, just coincidentally, at least, I mean, yeah, because they're not going to be winning all yeah, these games in a row. Yeah, <clears throat> it's natural. Some, some, some of it has to do with the schedule has been a little light in their favor. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously when you bring Kevin and Jalen back, it's going to be a, a natural weaning period where you have to get those guys acclimated again to, to what they got going on because they're on a roll right now. And the worst thing you could do is try to come in and take away from what the team is doing. So you got to have to fit in and, 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 you know, see whether it's just doesn't mean John come off the bench. Who knows? But, but, you know, don't, they'll, they'll figure it out. You know, I think the biggest thing about those guys is that they're young. There's still a lot of time to learn. Everything and um, there's no rush. So once they come back, they'll figure it out. All right. A couple questions from the chat and then I'll let you uh, bounce. Alex Villanueva <coughs> said, should the Rockets sign him to a friendly two-year deal in case he goes off and signs somewhere else? I'm assuming, Alex, you're talking about Garrison Matthews since that was who we were talking about early. If you're the Rockets, yeah, what do you get, do with him? They should get it done right away. Yeah? They should sign him right away. I don't, I don't understand. Are you not worried about a Matt Maloney situation where you're stuck with a dude where you're like, shit? Or like right when you were coming on, we were talking about the fact that is this another Linsanity thing where one year the dude goes off and then it's like, Okay. No, because he he's done this in the past. He did this with Washington. He was a big part of their, their winning streak last season. He's a good player. It's, it's, it's odd why he didn't have a home for a little bit. Um, but yeah, they should sign him to something. It could be a, te- a two year deal with some non guarantees in there. You know, just to give the team some some coverage. Um, I mean, hell, besides Eric Gordon, who you got to knock done. down threes, right? Who do you consistently trust to um, shoot yeah, an open three? Yeah, with Armani Brooks, right? It's, it's Brooks Armani. It's Armani. Yeah. 
Garrison and Eric, and then that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, the other guys will, but yeah, you like you said, Daniel House hasn't been that consistent like these three guys have been, at least this year. Right. All right, Flip right. had a question in the right. chat. He said, Mr. Kelly, will he says Wardell Curry break Ray Allen's record this coming up game. And is Steph going to – is he going to get it done? Was he nine away from tying the record? Thoughts yeah, on that whole nine. thing? I think it's happening the next game. You it's think crazy. so? It's crazy how the game has changed so much to where Steph Curry has basically replaced everyone's mind of what a shooter is. And because um, remember his career didn't come off to the greatest start. It was kind of it was kind of up and down. The injuries were a problem. The, the yeah. winning was a problem with the with the Warriors. The fit with, with the LS back in the day, like it was it was a lot going on. And credit to him, and he stuck it out. You know, he got some championships under his belt. Um, We'll see if we get an MVP this year. I think he's the clear front runner right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kudos to him. That's, that's a crazy achievement. It's a crazy achievement. He needs ten to break the record in in one game. Nine ten. to tie Ray Allen. Is he gonna Is he gonna get ten in the, in one yeah. game? I think I think he's gonna shoot seventeen. He might. If he shoots seventeen, he's getting ten. He oh, 10. he's down. He's shooting twenty. Are you kidding me? He's he's putting up twenty. I think the Warriors should just form a. They should they should form their form form players should form a box around him and just let him shoot. <laughs> Every time. If you're the opposing team, you doubling him, trapping him, like, no, not us, fam. Do that next game. You're not getting us. Uh, not on us, yeah. <laughs> not right. happening. Right. Um, one, oh, I had one more question for you that I was – oh. All right. Can we talk about the greatest nickname now in sports, Gary Bird? Why do I love this? Gary Bird is a crazy so – much a crazy nickname. Who came up That's with that? Was it nickname. was it Ackerman last I, night during the I, broadcast? I think it was Craig. I think it was Craig a couple nights ago. I, I believe it was Craig. I'm I just a, love it. Check, I, I know I you see him. Yeah, text me and let me know when you see him again. Hey, Craig, did you come up with Gary Bird? Or did somebody else give that to you? Yeah. Uh, because I'm that is, I mean, Chef's Kiss amazing as far as nicknames go. And it fits, you know, white guy, three-pointer, scrappy. I love it, dude. I love it. And that's just one more reason to be excited about Rockets basketball. Man. I'm always excited when you join me to talk Rockets basketball, Kelly Eco. They can find you on Instagram at Kelly Eco NBA, correct? Yes, sir. Go follow him. Also, make sure you sign up for The Athletic and read everything that Kelly Eco writes because you do not want to miss it because he's the best at what he does. Homie, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for talking Rockets as always. All right, that is Kelly Eco of The Athletic. Make sure you follow him on IG, follow him on Twitter. A great follow if you're a Rockets fan or an NBA fan. Kelly does a fantastic job. Okay, let's do this. It's 2.57. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to do a fantasy football update for the Dan Seafood and Wings Fantasy uh, Football Leagues. What else are we going to talk about? Uh, somebody ranked all the bowl games. I'd like to go through that. Let's go through all of the college football bowl games. And just Some of them we're not going to belabor the point, but maybe we can get your ideas on, hey, did whoever rank these do it right? Because I think some of these games might be better than others. We can talk about that. Uh, I've got video of a female Colts fan proposing to her man at the stadium, and I just have thoughts on this. I need to get out uh, and, and, and discuss. So we'll do that. And uh, i got to be honest with you. Well, we'll do it after the break. I'll tell you why. Um, so let's do all that. We'll come back. It's five minutes or less, or it's free. I'm going to take a quick break. Go poop or pee or whatever it is you do during the break. I'm going to go grab me another drink and uh, do the same, and I'll see you in less than five minutes right here on Barry on Deck. Stick around. I'll see you in a second.
two of Barry on Deck. I'm your host, Barry Labanek. Thank you guys for sticking around through the break. Those of you that did, those of you that didn't, just go bleep yourselves. I don't understand. Chris Reyes said, give me my gift cards now. I don't, what does, what does that mean? Oh, we do got to get to the petty store. Yeah, my bad. We got to do that as well. You, you are correct. I forgot about that one. Totally have to do the petty story. Uh, nobody asked. <clears throat> For a shoe check. <laughs> oh, what? Let's go. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. Nora. Coming through in the clutch. Daddy got his Crocs. Uh, I get it. Okay? I get it. They're great. I love them. I love them. That's the shoe check for the day. Yeah. That's what I'm rocking. I'm rocking. I'm rocking Crocs. No socks. Yeah. So I don't give a shit. Don't judge me, Cece. Judge me. And I don't have on socks, so my feet are going to stank like hell. Don't care. Alan, this is what I know we uh, doing dope. That's hour number three. We open up hour number three on Thursdays. We're sitting on the corner doing dope. And then obviously we do it again on Fridays, of course, during the break. Um, Okay. Lots to get to. Let's do the petty story first because I promised that. And, oh, my God, you want to talk about petty. So there was a senator in Oklahoma who was... Upset, to say the least, that Lincoln Riley left uh, the University of Oklahoma and headed to USC. So, this senator wanted to do something to get back at the man. So, what he is proposing is that they named the last three inches. Yes, the last three inches of the westbound lane of State Highway 325 in the panhandle of Oklahoma to the Lincoln-Riley Highway. He said, quote, I felt the state of Oklahoma needed an appropriate goodbye to this former head coach whose sudden departure left many in shock, including a team of young, dedicated College players. I found the tiniest section of our most desolate of highways to pay tribute to Coach Riley's exit from Oklahoma football and the state. This is only fitting as this is the last three inches one sees before leaving our great state heading west. This is what your senator is spending his time on in Oklahoma, Philip Barnard, this is what he's doing. This is what y'all are doing. This is it. It's so sad. It's it's so petty. It's so like wasteful, spiteful, stupid, lame. Kind of funny, super petty. Did I mention petty? He also added, quote, while we uh, are all free to pursue employment elsewhere, there is a level of professionalism that is expected to be adhered to. 
From all indications, professionalism was pretty much absent in how this departure was executed. Oh, fuck you. You're a politician, you dumbass. Let's not talk about professionalism, Senator Bill Coleman. You're wasting taxpayer dollars, literally having people find you three inches of highway that's available to name because you're mad that a football coach left your stupid ass state and went to coach football somewhere else. Do you understand your state is impoverished? There are people hungry and homeless and on drugs and sucking meth. And I mean, you got a lot of problems in Oklahoma. This is what you're wasting your time and taxpayer dollars on. Bill, Senator Bill, Senator Coleman, you're a fucking idiot. And I hope you get voted out of office just for wasting everybody's time. You dumbass. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Philip said my dumbass state. I mean, you're, you're there right now. Are you not there? Hey, everybody in chat, raise your hand. If you are currently watching or listening in Oklahoma, go ahead. I'll check on Facebook. I'm going to check on YouTube. Let's go over to the beaners on Podbean and see, oh my God, foot fetish guy is back. Did we get him blocked? Did we, did, did any of the admins block? Nick is over there. Okay, thank you, Eric. The same foot fetish guy is fucking weird. I'm going to have to block those uh, words. I think I can do that. Somebody remind me. I'll try to find a way to block those words because people are fucking dumb. But yeah, raise your hand if you're in Oklahoma. Uh, I see... I see, I see one hand. So yeah, Philip, it's your state, buddy. Yeah, I can't delete it either over on Podbean. I don't know how to do that. I don't see a way to do that. I just can can block them that shows he's blocked, but I don't see how to remove chat messages, which is a stupid ass limitation on their part. But yeah, I don't know. I'll try to find if there's a like a word block list. It's not Wesling's burner account. Which foot though? No. No, because he's saying racist words in the chat also. Just, I don't understand people. I swear to God. It's amazing to me. People are so fucking, oh my God. Uh, okay. Let's just talk about dumbasses as well. There's one more dumbass story I wanted to get to. There's a quote on your screen if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook right now. Some idiot, some idiot, specifically the president of the NCAA, Mark Emmert, made the following statement, quote, being a university president is the hardest job in America. End quote. Are you, are you, are you serious? Uh, bitch, have you never worked on a hot tar roof in August in Houston? Are you, are you fucking serious right now? Do you understand that there are people responsible for cleaning porta potties? Do you understand there are moms raising kids? 
Do you understand there are people paving highways, including the last three inches out of Oklahoma, a.k.a. the Lincoln-Riley Memorial Highway? Do you understand the amount of fucking jobs that exist that are way harder than these uppity-ass white dudes making hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars a year running a university funded usually by taxpayer dollars anyways? With all due respect, Mr. Mark Emmert, you can also go fuck yourself. What? The ignorance of some of these people that make dumbass statements like being a university president is the hardest job in America. Shut the fuck up. What? So some so of course everyone lost their shit on Twitter on in in the internet. So then they just started listing all of the difficult jobs in America that are harder than the job of being a university president. And I'm not going to read them all, but SB Nation has a list of 1,367 jobs that are harder than being a university president. And I'm just going to randomly scroll through. Wellhead pumper. Sounds pretty difficult. Tile and marble setter. Tire builders. Sketch artist. Slot key persons. Sculptor. Residential advisor, radio, radiological technician, printing press operator, poet, <laughs> podiatrist, pharmacist, nuclear engineer. Yeah. Streaming host. Okay. I mean, let's be real. This is probably one of the easiest fucking jobs in America. Yeah, fledgling YouTube fuckface. Not an easy job. For two hours, I have to sit in a chair, drink Diet Cokes, and talk. There's cow milkers. Yeah, well, I think they have, I'm pretty sure they have technology now for that. Barry on deck, vice president. Oh, oh, shut up, CC. Don't start pandering to Jen now. Although I wouldn't want to do it. Bus driver. Uh, is bus driver on there? Let's see. That's a good question. Oh, bus driver, school, bus driver, transit in an intercity, uh, bus and truck mechanic. Yeah, they're all on here. All on here. Oh, wow. Alan Denson said hoof trimmer. Uh, let's see. Is that a, is that under a uh, horse or hoof? Let's see. Huh. Huh. Yeah, let me just share the fucking list here. Let's just get the whole goddamn list on the screen. Scenes. Uh, swoosh that bitch. There we go. Texans fan. <laughs> that is definitely a difficult job. Hey, you kiss my ass. Uzi. Lil Uzi Vert says Mrs. Laminac. That's not the hardest job. Oh, shut up. I mean, I wouldn't want to be have that job. Texans PR person. Oh, Rob. Rob. Come on. That's a good one. Drug dealer? What? 
I mean, I think the risks of the job are big, but it's probably not the hardest job. You literally sit in a house and people paid you and then you meet them at a cell or at a at a at a mobile or a payphone. I don't even know what the word is next to the pizzeria and you give them a, a $10 sack of weed, a dime bag, if you will, a nickel bag. Nobody uses that anymore. Wow. <laughs> Cece, come on. Deshaun Watson's masseuse. God damn it. Cece, that is so good. <laughs> oh, that's outstanding, Cece. Uh, all right, let's look over here. Do we have hoof trimmer? Hospital home egg? No, no hoof trimmer. Horse? Is there anything to do with horses on here? No, apparently not. Maybe husbandry? Do I need to look up husbandry? Husbandry. Housekeeper? Human factors engineer? I don't know what that is. An ergonomist? Human resources, hunters and trappers, hydrologists, hydrologists. Yeah. Mop guy at the adult bookstore. Let's go. Mop guy at the adult bookstore. That's hilarious. Ah, uh, Texas PR. Okay. 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 I was thinking that my, oh, that's so good. All right, bet. This is outstanding. Okay, so there's your list. There's your uh boy. Pretty 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 ridiculous statement, is it not? Pretty ridiculous statement. Walt, I got your text, buddy. Uh noted 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 Okay, let's see. What else? Um, let's see. Is that it? Debbie the Texan. Nice. Not bad. Not bad. Tiger Woods insurance agent. Okay, you guys are getting out of line. I'm here for it. I'm here for all of these. All right, let's do this since we've got the uh, the browser open. Let's just go ahead and do this little thingy here. What? Okay, now Fidel, ask him. Yeah, oh yeah, about the fantasy. We do need to get to fantasy updates. I, we got time. We got a whole hour. But I did want to make sure we get to this. This is, somebody did an article on Yard Barker. And I'm going to get rid of the bookmark bar because you guys are weird. They ranked, Yard Barker ranked all of the college football bowl matchups from 1 to 42. And we're not going to go through all of these, but oh, you... That's funny. That's a that's an old school reference. For those of you that weren't here early on, don't even understand how good Cece is killing it today. Cece is murdering it. Murdering it. All right, so the 42nd best bowl of 42 bowls is the Myrtle Beach Bowl with Tulsa and Old Dominion. Okay. It's played in Conway, South Carolina. Oh, no one cares. The Bahamas Bowl, which is Middle Tennessee and Toledo. Gotcha. Yeah, so see, like, you got the Camellia Bowl. I don't know what that is. Ball State, Georgia State. Hawaii and the Honolulu. Hawaii's always in the Hawaii Bowl. I don't understand that. Hawaii could be like 1 in 10, and they'd be in the Hawaii Bowl. And what happens if Hawaii doesn't win a game? Or what happens if they're not bowl eligible? Then who's in the Hawaii Bowl? It's just one team. They just go in there and play themselves. Okay. 
<laughs> you dirty bastard, Total Dallas. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, all right, so let's just skip some of these quick lanes. I just want to read the names. I don't even give a shit because the names are what, are what are funny to me. So you got the Myrtle Beach Bowl, the Bahamas Bowl, the Camellia Bowl. I don't even know what that is. The Hawaii Bowl, the Quick Lane Bowl. Okay, it's in Detroit. Mm. No, I'm not going to do that. The Lending Tree Bowl, the, oh my God, the Potato Bowl. Are you shitting me? Yes! The Potato Bowl? That's amazing. The Potato Bowl is Kent State in Wyoming. Who doesn't want to watch the Potato Bowl? Huh? The Military Bowl. The Pinstripe Bowl, which is just a weird name. Like, why? Why why does a fashion thing, like, oh, it's the Plaid and the, uh, the Houndstooth Bowl. Like, what? CC's still naming CC's still naming tough jobs Josh Ennis Waxer <laughs> Oh my god This is hilarious Alan you about to get you about to get messed up He said CC has a ghostwriter No bro I'm gonna tell you right now I'm gonna tell you right now fam CC is this funny you guys Y'all don't even know CC is actually this funny These are like legitimately good like, Fidel says, Cece, are you even working today? Cece's winning chat for sure. Uh, there's the Arizona Bowl. Super creative. The New Mexico Bowl. The Frisco Football Classic. Really? 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 The First Responders Bowl. The Armed Forces Bowl. The Boca Raton Bowl. Really? The Cure Bowl. <coughs> Now, I think Robert Smith and The Cure are actually the halftime performers at The Cure Bowl. Uh, New Orleans Bowl, the L.A. Bowl, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Now we're in the top 25, by the way. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl, which is Minnesota and West Virginia. The Texas Bowl, LSU and Houston. Oh, Houston's in the Texas Bowl? I thought it was going to be K-State. Interesting. But the Texas Bowl, oh, no, the, oh, that's in Houston. My bad. That's what, So it is. I was reading it wrong. Texas Bowl is Kansas State and LSU. I was about to say, what the hell? I just, I missed that part. I just saw, I saw LSU and then Houston and thought, hmm. All right. The Fenway Bowl, no one gives a shit. I'm sure, I'm sure people in Boston can't wait to see SMU play in the Fenway Bowl. Independence Bowl, we got a ranked team in there, at least BYU. The Frisco Bowl, UTSA. There you go, Reyes. Here's your UTSA. What are they? The, the Woodpeckers, the Roadrunners, or whatever the fuck they are. Playing San Diego State. Uh, the Gasparilla Bowl. I have no idea what that is. Is that like Sarsaparilla? I don't know what that is. Las Vegas Bowl. The Sun Bowl. The Music City Bowl. Okay. The Liberty Bowl. Mm. Outback Bowl. The Birmingham Bowl, there's where U of H is. Oh, boy. The Holiday Bowl, the... All right, now here's your top 10. The Citrus Bowl, number 15, Iowa, at number 22, Kentucky. Okay. The Cheez-It Bowl is 19, Clemson versus Iowa State. I don't know if that should be number nine. Uh, Are there better bowls than that? Uh, Maybe the Holiday Bowl? 
I don't know. That Birmingham Bowl might be pretty good. Auburn at Houston, that actually might be pretty good. That might actually deserve to be in the top ten. Uh, there's the Cheez-It Bowl. The Gator Bowl. No one gives a shit. But it's Wake Forest and Texas A&M. The Sugar Bowl. So, Baylor and Mississippi. Okay, that's a seven versus eight matchup. That's pretty good. Uh, the Alamo Bowl. Number 16, Oklahoma versus number 14, Oregon. The Peach Bowl is number five, which is number 10, Michigan State versus number 12, Pittsburgh. Number four, Fiesta Bowl. Number five, Notre Dame versus number nine, Oklahoma State. Number three is the Rose Bowl. Number six, Ohio State versus number 11, Utah. Number two is the Cotton Bowl, which is the semifinal game with Bama versus Cincinnati. And then the number one bowl game to watch so far, the Orange Bowl, is number two, Michigan versus number three, Georgia. It's not bad. Not bad. Not hating it. Not hating it. Like it, don't love it. I might actually just have flip-flop one and two, and I realize that the 2-3 matchup is better than the 1-4 matchup, but I want to see Cincinnati surprise some folks. So is there not a Mayo Bowl? Yeah, the Dukes Mayo Bowl. That was uh that was back there. Hold on, let me see. Find on this page, Mayo. Right there, number twenty four, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, North Carolina versus. Well, the Gamecocks are in the Mayo Bowl, so. There you go. I'm not a child. You're a child. Is Outback still around? Yeah, you know I used to love Outback. Before I really learned how to eat steaks and cook steaks. I used to love, oh, no worries, Donna. I used to love Outback for some reason. Their cheese fries are amazing. Legit. Legit. But then now, like, you know, I think Longhorn makes a better steak. I think uh, Saltgrass makes a great steak. I don't know. There's just something about Outback. I think they cook it on like a, they they like, I don't know, like on a, uh, what's it called? They don't grill it. Like, I don't know. It's not, I don't know. Uh, what was this? The Alice's spring chicken. What? CC, I would love to, uh, but I got too much going on at home. Oh, okay. Where did the Rose Bowl rank? Fidel wanted to know. Rose Bowl was three on the list. Ohio State and Utah. So there you go. Uh, all right. So one more time, just a quick reminder because I got you here and I know that people roll in and out, but I just want to remind you while I still have you here. Don't forget December 17th, 2021. It is the Barry on deck streamathon. And as we get new stuff rolling in, we're going to have tons of things for you to bid on and auction at auction. You will also get, um, some things for the, the raffle. There's the deckhead raffle. And I got to say, so Donna came through in the clutch with some new items and we're finalizing it now. But one of the items that you'll have available to you, and I don't know if it's going to be an auction or at bid, uh, but we're going to have a round of golf for four at Elkins Lake Country Club in Huntsville. Let's go. Also, courtesy of our guy Cisco. You guys are also going to be, you're going to get a wine tasting for six, I believe it was. Correct me if I'm wrong in the chat, but a wine tasting for six at Williams Chris, William Chris Vineyards in high Texas out in the hill country. Come on. 
I have a feeling Nora is going to want me to win that. So uh, that's going to be badass. So thank you to Cisco and William Chris Vineyards for donating a wine tasting. I'm pumped about that. Uh, thank you to Jeremy Branham for donating the round of golf. Maybe working on some UH tickets, maybe, just maybe. So shout out to Jeremy Branham for coming through big time. And my boy, Joel Blank and Donna for making all of this happen. Joel and Donna working with the Rockets to get them to donate some stuff. So everything is coming together. It's going great. Uh, Donna said, high, high money bidding on wine country. I'm in. Absolutely. I'm excited about this, man. All the stuff you guys are going to have available to you. And yes, you're right, Joe Pro. Very nice, Donna. Very nice, Cisco, man. Thank you, guys. Can't wait. I'm actually thinking about bidding on some stuff, even though it's, I don't want to say my streamathon, it's our streamathon, but I'm, listen, I want to be able to win some of this shit too, okay? I want to be able to win some of this shit too. Um, Michael Caravanta says, hmm, I think I will bid on the round of golf and invite golfer Jay, but then I'll tell him the wrong day so that he can feel how it felt when he stood me up. <laughs> Clearly, I'm still bitter. You opened the show, mad about golfer Jay, and here you are. Here you are. And sir, let me just tell you, Mikey C, I salute the pettiness. Well done indeed, buddy. Uh, it does take a village, Donna, and I appreciate this village very much. Um, what time is it? 325. We got the pettiness story. We got the toughest job in America. I don't want to do that. We got this. Vlad Guerrero Jr. we can talk about. We could do the proposal. Maybe I'll do that an hour or two. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else? Fidel, did I miss anything? Hmm. Did I miss anything that we need to talk about? Yeah, I did. Come on. So, as you know, being part of the Decade community has its perks. If you're a member of the Patreon, and to be a member of the Patreon, all you got to do is go to patreon.com forward slash Barry on deck. Sign up. You become a member of Patreon. You can become a member of the Discord. And on the Discord is where you can get stuff like entries into our fantasy football league, which is, by the way, 100% free. Nobody paid to be in this league, but... One lucky winner in each of the four fantasy football leagues we have is going to win $100 cash and a $100 gift card to Dan's Seafood and Wings, courtesy of Dan's Seafood and Wings. All of that right there. Let me tell you real quick about Dan's Seafood and Wings. If you want the best, the absolute best seafood in the city of Houston, hands down, look no further than the folks you see on your screen. Dan's Seafood and Wings. By the way, just notice rocking that uh, ketchup and mustard like the old Rockets used to. Gotta love that in the logo. But I'm telling you, folks, the seafood is amazing. The wings are amazing. The deckheads love Dan's. And if you're listening to this or you're watching this later and you've never been, I implore you, just one time, do your boy a solid and go try it, and I promise you, you're going to love it. If you're here in the city of Houston, there's two locations for you, one on the southwest side on South Gessner, one on the northeast side on Uvalde. Dan's has been rocking with me since day one. They had Crab Kings on here and some other things, but David, too, and Jennifer and the folks over at, at, at Dan's Seafood and Wings love the show. Former suspects, now deckheads, and they want you to enjoy your experience. So when you go out there, make sure you give them their feedback, give me the feedback. But so far, everybody has loved it. Dude, from the wings to the seafood to everything in between, including the lo mein and the salads. My mom loved the salad. I was like, who goes who goes to Dan's and enjoys a salad? She's like, well, it's just fresh and crispy and delicious. Like, oh, my God, Mom, you got to 
You're not going to eat any shrimp? No, I don't think so. So there you go. Bold spicy shrimp is Nora's go-to. Uh, the low main, everything in between. Every every suspect, or excuse me, every deckhead that's been has loved it, and I think you will too. So give them a try. It's Dan's Seafood and Wings. Eatadans.com is the website. At Eatadans on Instagram. Whatever you do, make sure you put some Dan's in your mouth. All right, now we they sponsor our fantasy league, so let's get to it. Oh, by the way, we have some we have some breaking news. Do I have my sounder? I don't think that played. I think that was just in my ear only. Walt is saying uh, Zach Cunningham to the Titans. If you didn't hear Zach Cunningham let go by the Texans, released. Uh, I will confirm, even though I trust Walt, I don't trust nobody. So there's an article. There's an article. Titans claimed former Texans linebacker Zach Cunningham on waivers per source. So there you go. So, um, yeah, and that's according to Adam Schefter. Field Yates, the Titans have claimed former Texans linebacker eight minutes ago, five minutes ago, six minutes ago. Looks like Field Yates beat Tom Pelissero and Adam Schefter to the news. Good for you, Field. Weird name for a person, Field. What is this? Alex said, I got mom Laminac back on the salad. I do it too. What? What? Uh, Rob, so smoking gutter show said Arizona didn't want none. <laughs> I mean, you would have thought, right? Like that would have made sense. Let's just send all of the Texans to Arizona. Uh, but apparently not. No. So he's now going to be in division. And of course, I think this is this weird. There's like a weird pipeline to Tennessee and Arizona. It comes from New England through Houston and then out to Arizona and the Titans. Because when you look at how many former defensive players are in Tennessee, offensive players are in Tennessee, and, and the same is true in Arizona, it's kind of this weird pipeline. They're all former New England Texans or Houston Patriots, or I don't know how that works. It's just, it's weird. I got her back. Oh, now I understand. At first I read it, Alex, and I was like, you meant, okay, you have her back on the salad. I thought you meant like you got her to start eating salad again. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you hanging out with my mom, Alex? But you meant you just, you support her. You understand because the salads are delicious. Okay, now I'm all fucked up. <laughs> there you go. See, 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 I speak typo. He said he has your mom's back on the salad. Yeah, he was like, got your mom back on the salad. <laughs> Thank me later. What the fuck? What? It freaked me out. Um. All right, let's do the fantasy updates. We got to get to this. Check this out. All right, so here is league number one, the Raggedy Bitches League. In the Raggedy Bitches League brought to you by Dan's Seafood and Wings. Don't forget, $100 gift card, $100 cash, plus a trophies and shirts or whatever. I don't remember what we promised everybody. Four of these, though. Over $800 in cash and prizes for the winners of the four fantasy football leagues. Um, this is the Raggedy Bitches League. Chris Reyes beat Dandy Dan 120-102. to Keith Sager, my long talk pal, beat Lil Uzi 147-96. That's a big old ass whooping. That's the biggest victory of the... Whole thing, huh? Uh, Cisco beat Mr. Christopher Mina, 122 to 65. Mark G beat Sylvia. How dare you, sir? 
150 to 143. And uh, Michael Caravantes, Mikey C beat Brandon Martinez, B Mark, 137 to 123. Good game there. The standings look like this. Chris Reyes, Mr. 1%, 8-5. and five. Cisco, 7-6. and six. Uzi, 5-8, and eight, along with Keith Sager. Christopher Mina bringing up the rear at 4-9. Mikey C, 9-4. Sylvia, 8-5. Dandy Dan, 7-6. B Martin, Mark G, both 6-7. and seven. All right, in the Best Dex League, Uriel Villanueva beat Robert, a.k.a. Black Sheep, 159-148. Clarence, hey, guys, what's up? Beat Lisa, the real real, 165. Clarence is dominating, if we're being honest. 165 to 111. David PP Dubs beat Pink Valkyrie, 123 to 81. Total Dallas, that raggedy bitch got lucky. Super lucky, beat me, 134 to 99. That wasn't even close. And CC! <laughs> whooped that ass on John Wesling. Boy, that's an ass whooping. That's... 80 points. Good Lord. Westing's got some splaining to do. 157 to 70. Uh, did he have like half of his team bench? Does he not even change his teams? Anyways, over in the East, Clarence is 9 and 4. Total Dallas, 8 and 5. Yours truly, 7 and 6. The Real Reels, 5 and 8. And PP Dubs is 4 and 9. In the West, Uriel Villa to wave a 9 and 4. CC, 8 and 5. John Westling, 7 and 6. Pink Valkyries, 5 and 8. And Black Sheep, you raggedy bitch. Black Sheep is 3 and 10. All right. In the BZH League, lame name. How are you going to name the league after yourself, Brian, you loser? Uh, the king of the deckheads, Robert, like beer, Robert Likes Beer, beat uh, Amos 133-84. to 84. Amos, you talk all that smack for 84 points? Come on, fam. BZH 133, Eric Resendez 107. Uh, Brandon Gary 164-113 to 113 over Josh, a.k.a. 713 Hooligan. Uh, Incarnate beat Jeff Bell 132 to 124. And Titan Hugo beat Jared Taylor 121 to 98. So standings over there. Brandon Gary 11 and 2. Pretty sure that's the best record so far, right? Uh, that's the best record in any of the leagues. Brandon Gary just dominating at 11 and 2. Eric Resendez 9 and 4. BZH 8 and 5. You got to do better than 8 and 5 if you name the league after yourself, you raggedy bitch. Uh, Titan Hugo 6 and 7. Jared Taylor 3 and 10. Ryan Garris, 9-4. That's incarnate, by the way. Jay Greasy, that's Josh, 7-6. Amos, 5-8. Robert Likes Beer, 4-9. And Jeff Bell, Slow White Bronco. That's such a good name. 3-10. All right, last league, the Big Firm Deck League run by uh, Walt. Matt Poche beat Mike Liebeshock, 125-105. What's up with the Sports Riot Live got our ass whooped this week in fantasy? Truck driver Pookie beat House 144 to 130. Demata! Let's go, buddy! KD, you suck at fantasy. 113 to 77. Demata beat KD. Demata's never played fantasy in his life, guys. Ever. Fidel beat White Magic 101 to 82. Awkward. Walt beat uh, Drew. Sorry, I always get thrown off because I see the A. Walt beat Drew 162. To 102. Okay, your standings in the East. Uh, Drew seven and six, along with Walt and truck driver Pookie. House is six and seven, and Katie's five and eight. Nobody wants it. This is like the NFC East right now. This is just a uh, nobody wants to win this. Uh, over in the West, Matt Poche nine and four. Fidel is eight and five. Mike Liebeshock six and seven. White Magic five and eight, along with D Mata also five and eight. Amos, don't start. Don't don't sit here. Look, man. Don't start making excuses. I didn't even set my lineup. You know what's on the line. 
You know what's up. I want to hear it. You know exactly what's up. You are currently sitting at. Why aren't you showing up? Oh, there you are. You're five and eight. You're third in your, in your, in your, uh, you're third in your league. You should, you should make the playoffs, man. Don't, don't give me that. Don't try. Uh, Fidel's not ready for the playoffs. I want to win that dance. Dude, $100 gift card to dance. Plus 100 cash. Everybody should be trying. I don't understand. Everybody should be trying. Some of y'all are trying. You just suck. Uh, and some of you, I don't even think you're trying, if I'm being honest. It's 3.36. So, I did the bowl thing. I don't really want to do that topic. Don't really care about that. Okay. Colts. Jeez. There's just not a lot of interesting stuff. I mean, the most interesting thing, I guess we could do a quick little Viking Steelers preview. Kirk Cousins versus Big Ben. This is a great matchup five years ago. Walt said I went from worst to first. Well, Walt, uh, not hard to do in that raggedy ass league. I mean, seriously, look at that. Look, look at that. You could have been worst at five and eight. All you got to do is win two weeks in a row. That's it. So Steven wants to talk psychopath cats. We might save that for the second hour. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I was hesitating talking about this. But I've always just gone with my gut. <clears throat> so. Oh, what the fuck is, what is that? What the hell is on my shirt? <laughs> Walt said I spotted him five games. Oh, Joe Pro. That's a very good question. I'm going to write it down. We're going to do it an hour. I still don't. I can't figure out why your chat doesn't work in hour number three. It makes no sense to me. Uh, but that's a good question. So what's the difference between a skit, a sketch, a bit, and a gag? Good question, buddy. I got you. I got you, fam. We're going to do that in hour number two. Um, Ain't this the second hour? What did I say? Yeah, what did I say? Oh, this I want to do that in the second hour. Yeah, third hour. My bad. We'll do that. We'll do the psychopath cat thing maybe in the third hour. I've got some other things. Um, I hesitated doing this. I hesitated talking about this, but there's something. I feel like I, I talk the talk. I have to walk the walk. So I'll just I'll just warn you. If you're here for what are we at right now? Oh, stream's current bit rate is lower than recommended. So okay. It's about to get it's about, it's about to fix itself because I have some I have a feeling some people are gonna drop off. Um yeah, yeah, Keith. I'm sorry, I'm over on Podbean. Um first time spam here. No, there was spam here yesterday. But Keith said Outback uses a flat grill. Sorry, dude, I just saw that. Yes. Yes, Outback uses a flat grill. That was the part I didn't like about it. Okay. So we got seven over on Podbean. Dope. I like it. Do y'all like it over there on Podbean? Do you like just listening? Do you miss Do you miss seeing the, the beautiful straight-nosed face of mine? Do you miss it? Uh, just curious. 
Chris is still holding it, holding the P.O.P., hold it down. P.O.P. Uh, over there on the Facebook with just Reyes, just one. I may just have to cancel the Facebook. I really thought that it would benefit bringing in different, but I just, at this point, I'm not sure I see the point. Uh, easy when driving, said Nick. Okay, I dig it. Yeah, and it's free, right? Like, it doesn't cost you guys anything. Chris said, I didn't play fantasy this year. Those are dominant. Lies! Lies! What is proposal, Sandoval? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Uh, Eric said it's easier for work for me. Oh, that's good, Eric. Okay, so it's about to get awkward, I guess, or real or depressing or serious. So if you're here for the fun and you drop out, I get it. But I, I feel like I have to talk about this just for a second because, because, I talk the talk on here a lot, and I think it's I, I need to walk the walk. And we we have talked about mental health on this show before, and I've always encouraged you guys that are going through some shit uh, that are feeling a certain type of way to um, get help. And there's no shame in that. We all go through things. We all have our issues. And so what I've realized for me is that um, I have been ignoring some issues that I need to figure out and deal with. So I am going to uh, either visit a therapist or a psychologist or a psychiatrist. I really don't know the difference between the three. Um. But I have my own things uh, mentally, not mentally, it makes like mentally, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm struggling with depression. I don't think that that's it. It's not an anxiety. It's not a, I just have some things I need to learn how to deal with and cope with uh, over the last year and a half. And so I asked on Facebook, I actually asked people, I was like, hey, what's the difference between a psychiatrist and a psychologist and a therapist? Because I want to make sure I make the right decision on who I seek out and get help from and talk to. What's up, Total Dallas? Uh, why are you saying, hey, I don't understand that. But um, I bring it up just to say that, look, man, we all, we all have things that we go through. And, you know, I'm, I'm no different so with me, I know what I've been struggling with is since, since being laid off from ESPN. Um, and this is like the third time that I've been laid off in my life or maybe the fourth. I don't know. But I think when it happens, a lot of times as a man, you struggle with self-worth and value and um, what what that represents to your loved ones, what that represents to the people in your life to friends, to how people see you. You know, when I got laid off, I told you guys that I was embarrassed. I remember saying that. Um, and I don't remember, I think I said it on this show, but I talked about the fact that it's embarrassing. You go from being in the public eye on radio and, and I get it. I'm still on TV. It's cool. There's a, it's a different dynamic, but it's embarrassing when you lose a job like that. And it's, you know, you have a lot of self-worth tied up in, in stuff like that. And, um, 
And I don't think I ever really processed it. I threw myself into this project and I've never really come up for air. And I've started noticing that recently as I've started to slow down a little bit, but also as things have slowed down and shifted, um, it started to, you know, I've started to, to realize I never have dealt with it. And so um, I think I think it would be a good time for me to seek out help from a professional who can help me understand what I'm feeling and, and the, the shit that I've gone through and um, how it's affecting not just me professionally, but personally and in, you know, in, in my relationships, in my life. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that whether it's the therapist or a psychiatrist or a psychologist, whichever one it is, I'm hoping that that's going to help me figure out how to process everything, deal with everything, cope with everything and put me in a better spot next year, um, to move forward and to, to, you know, get back to being happy like I used to be. Cause I was, I'm a, I'm, I'm a dude, I'm a guy who was usually a, in a good mood, like all the time. And now I'm rarely in a good mood. Now I'm rarely excited. Um, and that's the thing is it's like, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a weird thing. I don't know. So I, I, I don't have answers. I'm not going to turn this into a, you know, 30 minute therapy session before we go off the show, but I just wanted to let you guys know that, look, man, you know, I come on and I say, it, and I know you guys say you're dealing with things and trying to figure things out and struggling as well. And I want you to know that that's all of us. That's me too. And I'm, I'm God, I haven't been to therapy or, or, or a psychologist or psychiatrist since I was probably seven, eight years old. My parents got divorced. My sister was in drug rehab. Uh, and my mom was like, you know, he doesn't do anything or say anything. We should probably him. So I remember this lady whose name was Betty. Betty. She, she was a, um, I don't remember what she had something. I don't know. It was a, a cerebral palsy. It was, I don't remember what it was, but she had crutches that she had to, to, to help her walk. But she was the sweetest, kindest lady, and she really, as a kid, helped me understand that a lot of what was going on with my family and my sister wasn't my fault because you get those feelings, especially as an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old, that what have I done? Uh, and I just remember it being helpful. And so that's what I've kind of relied on when I talk to people a lot of times when they're struggling with things is, you know, it's okay to struggle. It's okay. Yeah, mess. Thank you, Donna. That's probably what it was. But it's okay to struggle, and it's okay to to recognize that you you're you're not mentally a hundred percent and then seek out that help. And I, I think that's where I'm at. And I think that's what I'm going to do. And, uh, I'll share my journey as I go. I don't know that I'll be, you know, telling you, well, this is what happened in therapy today, but I want to share it in some way because I recognize that I still am in some ways a public figure. And I think it's good if people can see that, Oh, even even the the funny happy guy uh struggles with being sad and depressed and and feelings of doubt. And uh and how does he cope with them? And so I'll hopefully be able to help you with that. So, or share it at least. Um Flip said 
do you still feel embarrassed? Uh, a, that's a good question. So I, I don't know if I feel embarrassed. I think yesterday seeing that tweet probably triggered me and probably triggered those feelings that I had either, you know, oppressed or suppressed or buried or ignored. So when that guy said that about the show and about Johnny G just hollering his takes into a Hobby Lobby bathroom because more people would see it, I would say that that didn't, it didn't make me angry, but it probably triggered me into those feelings that I had when I was first laid off, right? You know what I mean? So I wouldn't say that I'm embarrassed of losing my job because it was it was embarrassing at the time. I'm not embarrassed that I'm not in radio anymore, but I may be embarrassed that I um or not embarrassed. I don't know what the word is. Yeah, I don't think I don't I don't feel embarrassed anymore. Uh I think it's maybe more of of feelings of doubt and inadequacy as a as a provider. Not much I don't have kids. But you know, you want to feel like you contribute to the household. You want to feel like you're doing those things and I mean, the TV has helped immensely in the last three, four months, being the producer of the show and host and all that. Um, comedy picking back up has helped, but I'm, you know, it's not back to where it was. So I think as a man, and this is just being honest, I think as a man, you have feelings of inadequacy when you're not, you don't feel like you're pulling your weight in the household, right? So it's easy to ignore that and just put my head down and keep working. Well, also as an entertainer, Right with a show who I I love this show I'm proud of this show I'm not embarrassed of this show, but when you hear things like what that guy said or if uh, somebody asks oh how many you know oh you do a show what are your what are your numbers like oh I mean we'll get two hundred views a show and they're like two hundred and you're like wow is that and I think they're comparing me to the you know oh well, you know Pat McAfee gets okay well but I'll say this like I'll. I'll get off of this show. We'll have 60 people watching or 50 or whatever we hit this week as our peak. And then I'll, I'll pull up another show on Twitch yesterday, which maybe they should have. They're a radio station and they'll have 38 people watching. I'm like, okay, I can't plug my shit on radio. So I'm, I'm not doing terrible. Um, so I guess the answer is, am I still embarrassed? No. Do I still feel some feelings of failure. Yes. Inadequacy. Yes. Um, disappointment. Sure. All of those things, but I don't know if embarrassment is one of those things that I feel right now, unless, unless and until somebody tweets out, Hey, Granado, I know you did that show. You should have just yelled your takes into a Hobby Lobby bathroom. Then it's a little embarrassing when you see something like that. Sure. Uh, Joe Rose said first part of self-awareness or self-improvement is self-awareness. Good to acknowledge a problem. You know, I learned that with a family full of alcoholics and drug addicts that admitting the problem is the first step. That's rule number one in AA admitting you have a problem. Not that I'm alcoholic, but, uh, yeah, but I just recognized it last night. Something, something happened. I was like, you know, I gotta get some help, man. I gotta talk to somebody and learn how to cope and deal with some of this shit. Uh, Fidel said, I really wish I'd have, uh, I really wish I would have seen somebody after my divorce that had to deal with all the emotions and the loss alone. I'm still dealing with it, but I see the bright side of the situation. Well, that's good, dude. That's good. Yeah, and he said the duck, the deckheads have helped a lot. That's good, man. That's good. Uh, Tony said, what helps me is knowing I'll be dead soon and none of this matters. 
<laughs> Valhalla awaits. That's a good point, Tony. Like, yeah, you know what? We're going to die soon. Fuck all this. Doesn't matter. Uh, Total Dallas. What did he say? I don't understand that. And do I downgrade to keep money coming in? I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either, Chris, since IT hasn't nor made more money. Oh, I mean, it was pretty close, though, to be honest with you. Like radio, I wasn't making a lot of money. Shut up, Flip. Flip said happy birthday. I mean, I wasn't make, I'm okay. In rate in IT, I made 160 K a year. It's going to be really difficult to do that in radio by itself. There's not a lot of guys in radio in this market. I don't give a fuck who you are that make $160,000 a year. So it was never that I wasn't making IT money doing radio or entertainment because by the time radio and sponsorships and comedy and side hustles and everything, I was doing well. Um, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the same. So that wasn't that's not it. It's not that. It's it's not feeling like you're pulling your own weight and literally living week to week for me from an income perspective because of comedy and everything else. So it's just it's a whole thing. We'll figure it out. Um Okay. Would would doing a two hour roast of total Dallas help? It's not so I'm not like again, I'm not I'm not depressed. I don't think I'm suffering from depression, you guys. I think I'm just, I need to learn some coping mechanisms for dealing with the past. That's that's it. All right, let's get off the subject. That got super sad there for a little while, or depressing. But I just, the whole point of me telling you that wasn't for you guys to feel sorry for me. It wasn't um, anything more than for me to share with you that, yeah, I get it. I understand. There's... All, we all go through it. Even the even the comedian that's always on air, being happy and laughing. It's, you know, the clown is always the saddest one. Isn't that what they say? So, um, all right. This is I do want to talk about this. Staying off Twitter helps, boy, fam. You ain't never lied. I, I tell you what, I've I've come to this conclusion. If I didn't have to market myself on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all the social media stuff, if that wasn't the the way I felt like the only way to grow this show or my career, I think I would have given up on social media and just said, man, fuck, this is not worth it. It is emotionally draining to be on social media because people can just say whatever the fuck they want and be like, hey, you're a piece of shit and your show sucks and there's no repercussions. There's just no, it's just an awful ball of hate. Oh, that's true, Mikey. See, I never thought of it that way, but you're right. Uh, Mikey said, all the best comics see therapists. Nothing wrong with that at all, Barry. We love you, homie. I love you too, Mikey. See, I appreciate you, man. And uh, yeah, you're right. I'm Guys, I'm going to be a good comic now because I'm going to go to a therapist. Uh, it was, uh, shut up, stream elements. We're having a moment here, you stupid fuckface. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's talk about something exciting and fun before we end this show. I'm not ending the show on the, hey, guys, I'm getting therapy. See you tomorrow. We're not doing that. Let's talk about this. I'm speaking of comedy. Holy shit. This might be the greatest comedy festival in the history of comedy festivals. In fact, they bill it as the biggest comedy event in history, probably. Netflix, which is Netflix is a joke, if you don't know. Netflix is a joke, which is just their their comedy arm. 
Netflix is teaming up with Live Nation. Uh-oh, hopefully they don't have an Astroworld repeat. Netflix is teaming up with Live Nation and putting together 100-plus live shows at 25-plus venues. And the names that they have got on the list, the names that they have committed, unbelievable. I mean, they went in alphabetical order. But let me just point out some names on the list. Dave Chappelle. They got David Letterman. They got Bill Burr. Uh, a lot of you are Burt Kreischer fans. Not a not. I mean, I, I respect him. I'm just not Ali Wong, Amy Schumer. Um, who else is on here? Uh, where did it go? Where did it go? Seinfeld is on the list. Fluffy Gabriel Iglesias is here. Um, I mean, dude. The names that they've Wanda Sykes is on here. Uh oh, Shang Wang's on there. Dope. Seth Rogan, the Plastic Cup Boys, which is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is on the list. Larry David, is he on the list? I dude, there's so many names. It would take forever. I'm I'm guessing Rogan's on the list. Oh. Oh. Oh, Joe Rogan's not on the list. Well, I guess Netflix and Spotify aren't getting along. Wow. So no Joe Rogan, huh? Mike Berbiglia. Mike Myers, Mo Ammer, good to see Mo on the list. Uh, Miss Pat, I mean, there's a ton. Nate Bergazzi, dope. I gotta, I gotta say, I'm proud of my guy, Dusty Slay, on the list. Friend of the show, Dusty Slay, the guy that got me into cigars. So, uh, it's cool to look on this list and see. Oh yeah, my homie Dusty, Mo Ammer, who uh, did the Suspect show a while back, a Houston guy, just dropped his special on Netflix, is on the list. Uh, Shang Wang, who was a Houston comic on the list. So a lot of big names, lot of big names. Uh, yeah. Jeselnik, uh, Tony Garza said Jeselnik and Chappelle are who I'd see is uh Jeselnik on the list. Yeah, it sure is. Aziz Ansari, big J Okerson worked with him kind of dope to look at a, at a list like this and be like, man, I've worked with some of these. I'm friends with some of these cats. This is dope. This is really cool. I mean, stacked. Mark Marin, I just saw. There's Kevin Hart, uh, Ken Jeong. Uh, man, Margaret Cho, Maya Rudolph, and Gretchen Lieberum. This this is literally going to be the best comedy festival in the history of comedy festivals. So, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Michael Mikey C said Rogan is not funny. I think a lot of people share that opinion. <laughs> KB Holmes said you got to be vaxxed that's why Rogan's not coming that might be the case homie that might actually be the case uh, sorry Eric I missed this on Podbean but Eric said I think uh, what also bothers you Barry is that you found out they got financial help and you were let go because of that reason uh, that's where the anger stems from with the whole ESPN thing for sure he also added it happened to me and I felt like shit for like three months because I was a company guy but I got over it and I didn't know how yeah yeah, I get that. I think it's for me. It's probably a little deeper, but yeah, no, I I get that. And I'm glad you were able to to work with it. So that's good. Sorry, I just I missed that. Not to circle back, but this comedy show, ridiculous, going to be one of the best comedy shows by far of the year, the best comedy show. Um, but literally, I don't know that I've ever seen this many names in one 
at one festival. It's it's absolutely utterly ridiculous. I was looking for a few names here. Um, so they got Marlon Wayans. Okay, do they have? Hold on, I guess I could just put this back on here. Do they have Mike Epps? I love me some Mike Epps. They do not have Mike Epps on the list. Uh, what about some of the original kings of comedy? Do they have Steve Harvey on the list? They do not have Steve Harvey on the list. Do they have uh, George Lopez on the list? Do they have George? They do not have George Lopez. No. Is Bo Burnham on there? Uh, they didn't get Bo Burnham. Interesting. Oh, Brent Morin. Love me some Brent Morin. That dude's hilarious. Uh, fantastic list, though. Fantastic list. I cannot wait. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that this is all put together into a DVD where you can just pay like 500 bucks for all the sets. That would be pretty amazing. I mean, I'm not paying 500 bucks, but it'd be great if they recorded all of this and put it all together for a a full uh like DVD that you could buy. Oh, Theo Vaughn. Okay. I just watched his special. Not bad. Uh, Tig Nataro. Okay. Cool. Well, all right, folks. Now, we are on to hour number three. This is a three-hour Thursday, so we are on to hour number three. Uh, if you don't know, you can get to hour number three by joining the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Barry on deck. Now, you might not get access to the Discord server right away, which is where we post the link, but I also post it on the Patreon webpage for Barry on deck, so... When you go to patreon.com forward slash barrel deck and you sign up, the link will be there and you will be able to join us in hour number three, which is next. If you're not on the Patreon, I will see you tomorrow. Don't forget programming note. We start at 11 a.m. on Fridays. Do not be late. I know I will be, but I don't expect you to be late. So be here. Or I'll see you in hour number three, just around the corner. Look out for that. Jumper said, uh, damn good show today. I'll be quietly watching the third hour, so you fools be cool. Uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get crazy as we always do. Hey, appreciate you, Flip. Thank you guys. Make sure you subscribe, make sure you like, follow, all that. Thank you on Podbean for listening. Third hour on Podbean? No. Third hour is a private YouTube show. Gotta be on the tubes. Rob, let's go, famo. I'll see you over there. Until tomorrow, until the third hour. I love you. I appreciate you so much. Let's get Liddy in hour three. But until tomorrow, if I don't see you in hour number three, do me three favors. Be safe. Be kind. And most important, love each other. See y'all tomorrow. YouTube video!